Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, host of Freckle Tweety and Friends podcast, which is now on Dear Media. Are you wondering what just happened to your life after having a baby or struggling with your mental health during postpartum? That was me just a few months ago. Are you working on healing your relationship with yourself, your body, and or food? Same. We are all on a journey to self-love and acceptance, and I am right there with you. That's what Freckled Foodie and Friends is all about, reminding you that no matter what, you are not alone. Make sure to tune in for season five, launching with Dear Media on November 9th, and subscribe to listen to new episodes every Wednesday morning. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Okay, I am so excited for today's episode. You read that right. Allison Cooch is on the podcast. I have been so excited for this. When I first came across her videos, I thought, okay, this girl is amazing. She's so hilarious. She seems so cool. I would love to sit down and interview her. And so I am thrilled that the day has come. For anyone who's not familiar with Allison, which I would be shocked, if you are not familiar, please get on it. You got to go watch her videos. She is so funny, hilarious, and relatable. Allison is a TikTok phenomenon with over 2.5 million followers. She has absolutely blown up in recent months. Like she is everywhere, absolutely killing it. And she has been grinding at content creation for years now. So this is not an overnight sensation. It might seem like that, but Allison has been working so hard for this for so long. That's another reason I have so much respect for her. And I'm just so happy for all of her success. Now, Allison graduated from Michigan State University. She began her career in L.A. with intentions of being a full-time interior designer and photographer, which she did do for a while there. But now that she's been documenting her life and experiences as the wife of an NFL player, she is married to Isaac Rochelle, who's a defensive end. And Allison is giving everyone an inside look at what it's like to be an NFL wife 
and the many adventures that that takes you on. We have such a fun conversation today. I cannot wait for you to hear it. We're going to get started right now. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to Bella. What's up, Bella? Bella left a review. Five stars said, I love RealPod. It's the only podcast I religiously listen to every week. Vic is so relatable and talks about everything we might be afraid to discuss. The Healthy Relationships episode with Max was one of my favorites. I found it so helpful to get advice from another couple. Love you guys, Bella. Bella, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This warms my heart and I'm so glad you loved last week's episode, The Seven Tips for Building a Healthy Relationship. Max and I had so much fun recording that. It is also one of my favorites. If you have not heard last week's episode, definitely go do so. Max and I have an argument for the first 10 minutes. So, you know, don't miss the tea. All right, without further ado, let's dive in to this episode with TikTok superstar, Allison Cooch. And finally, I feel like I've been zipping my mouth because I've been wanting the podcast to start before we could catch up. I'm so excited. Oh my God. And I'm like an open book. So I'm just like, anything you say, I'm like, oh yeah, let's just talk about that. that. So that is a dream thing for someone to say when you're sitting down for a podcast, because that's, that's a good conversation. Oh my gosh. I will, Isaac and I, my husband, we kind of did a podcast, like a few episodes. It was also just like in our living room during quarantine, but it's hard to interview certain people because they're like, oh, they answer the question and they don't keep going. You're like, Give me more. Right, right. Or it's just surface level conversation. No one wants that. And I'm always trying to go deeper because I feel like everything can be so surface level. Social media, Mm -hmm. interactions with people, or the assumption you make about someone when you see their life. And it's like, I think everyone has something. And that's a low key. I'm like, that's why I have my show. Everyone come on and tell me you're something. Right. Well, and also like... I feel like if they give like the surface level answer, it's like you could have just like texted me that answer. Right. Like I want to hear more. I want to hear emotion. I want to hear like deep level, you know? A thousand percent. So I mean, just starting open. How is your spirit today? My spirit is good today. I feel like today is like the first day I feel good. We just made the move from Cleveland to California. And that was a lot. Also being in Cleveland was a lot. And today I woke up. I like had my little routine and I was like, wow, like. I'm finally home. Which home probably is never an easy thing for you. Because you guys are, I mean, you never know when you're going to get ripped out of your place. Yes. Yeah. Home, I've quickly realized, is literally like Isaac. It's just a person (laughs) because if you like rely on friends or like location, we can move at any time. So I've found that when I'm homesick, it's usually because I'm away from my husband. Right. Now you are like, killing it. I mean, you like every single thing you do is fire. And I mean, it's unreal. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. I don't know how to take a compliment. So <laughs> I thank you. Cringing in the chair. <laughs> like, uh. No, but like it's insane. And then I was digging and for anyone looking at Allison Cooch, like, oh, overnight sensation, cute. <laughs> no, you've been posting YouTube videos for six years. <laughs> yeah, the cringy, like, six years ago videos. No, but not cringy, but, like, I mean, you, to make, I know YouTube is a hard platform. I mean, and now making TikToks, you're like, oh, my, oh my God, this is so much easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, hustling, grinding, vlog after vlog after vlog for six years, and then is it, like, this years, probably the past six, ten months, you've been feeling the reward of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I've also realized that you're not going to be great at everything in social media. Like I even though I have all these followers, I don't think that like YouTube is like, oh, I'm so great at YouTube. 
I don't, I think that the short form content, I think I'm just, I love it. I love being like, being able to reply to a comment or being able to show life in like a short amount of time and sitting down to edit a YouTube video can take like six hours. So being able to go on TikTok and record something and upload it, I love it. And it's also, it allows me to be more organic because then I'm not listening to the same clip like 20 times. Right. Which then by the time you listen to it at the end, you're like, Oh, I don't want to share that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I love how TikTok has made it so everything doesn't have to be professional and perfect and polished. Exactly. It can be like the ugly, real, raw selfie video. And you see all these companies trying to like put commercials on TikTok. And I'm like, unless it's raw and real, people aren't going to like it. Yeah. Like, the, that's the reason so many people like TikTok, or at least the reason I do, is because people are a lot more vulnerable. They're a lot more real. You see like people's actual lives. I'm sure some people still show like the right wake up with me YouTube version, but yeah, I love TikTok for that reason. And was this always in your game plan? I mean, a lot of people would make the assumption, I know you poke fun at this online, that like, oh, you marry someone in the NFL, like you don't have to do anything. Absolutely not. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've always wanted to, like I've always loved social media, but I've always loved just being creative. And that's like, goes back to like my, my major in college is interior design and like starting Airbnbs. I love being creative in so many different sectors that I loved social media. I was like, oh, it'd be cool to have it be my job. Now, I didn't think I was ever going to be in this position. I thought maybe like be an editor or help in some different type of way. But I'm so I'm so unbelievably happy. I also can't like sometimes it doesn't feel real. I'm like, what's going on? What has that been like? Because, you know, when you're married to someone in the NFL, usually like they're the star. And I mean, you have people literally like giving Isaac jerseys with your name on them. It's honestly, it's so surreal. And so many people think that like Isaac is so like hateful about it. It's like he loves. I don't get that vibe at all. Who thinks that? Oh, my God. So many people have been like, oh, is he jealous? Like, oh, I would never want my wife to have like to have that platform or like show like like I would never want to be Mr. Cooch. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I hate that sports culture wants sports wives to just like kind of shut up and do nothing. Oh, they do. Yeah. I feel like it's not even like the. ESPN or like the NFL, the people behind, like, I feel like it's honestly just a lot of, honestly, this sucks, but like, honestly, a lot of men, a lot of men have a problem with me having a platform and talking about my life. They're like, yeah, oh my God, like you're going to leave once he's out of the NFL or, oh my God, like if he wasn't in the NFL, you wouldn't be with him. And it's just like, can I just like share my life? Because the NFL affects my life just as much as it affects my husband's. Yeah. And there's so many assumptions. I mean, even like, I mean, every pro athlete, they think that they cheat on you. They think that you can't have a real relationship. I mean, even when Max was playing college football, I once told someone, oh, I have a, we've been dating for three years. And, and I'm like, oh, he plays football. She's like, oh, he plays football. He's cheating on you. The audacity just said that to me. They're like, oh, really? That's like news to me. Yeah, it's, it's such a like horrible stigma. I do feel like a lot of like bigger name people, like when you think of like people cheating on their wives, sometimes you think of like movie stars or entertainers or like athletes, all of that. And it's just because they're in the light. So if you see like one or two, you're like, oh, all of them are right. It's so easy to make that like assumption about everybody, but not everybody is like that. This episode is sponsored by my favorite element. If you follow my Instagram, you know, I'm like literally posting about element all the time. It is a tasty electrolyte drink mix that is formulated to help everyone with their electrolyte needs. 
and can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. And let me tell you, when I am feeling slightly tired, I'm getting a headache coming on. It's been a long week. I need like an energy boost. I don't hesitate to go to my pantry, pull out Element. I'm currently on my raspberry package. I got all the flavors. There's so many delicious ones. I just finished the whole box of orange. Now we're on to raspberry. Max loves it too. And I could not recommend this more. And look, when you sweat, the primary electrolyte lost is sodium. Athletes especially can lose up to seven grams per day. And when sodium is not replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. An element during my week and on my weekends has been a game changer. Right now, Element is offering listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That means eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. And look out for the raspberry because that's been my favorite flavor so far. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash realpod. This deal is only available through my link. So go to drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K, L-M-N-T, that's element spelt L-M-N-T dot com slash real pod. D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash real pod. This episode is also sponsored by Cozy Earth. Now, I am obsessed with Cozy Earth. I wore Cozy Earth pajamas the morning of my wedding and I gifted them to all my bridesmaids. And my bed at home with Max is Cozy Earth sheets. So yes, I'm obsessed with Cozy Earth. Max and I used to have these really pricey, expensive linen sheets from this place everyone shops at. And then Cozy Earth sent me their best-selling bamboo sheet set, which is temperature regulating and incredibly soft. And I didn't know what I would think about it until I got it. And oh my gosh, we unpacked it. I touched this. It was insane. I mean, literally within 10 minutes, I was switching out all my sheets. And when Max got home, he was like, wait, what did you do to our bed? Because it is so much softer. Not to mention, Cozy Earth was named one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018, which, I mean, come on, that is legendary. Oprah tells no lies. And like, treat yourself for Valentine's Day. You know, snuggle up in Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set. Cozy Earth is providing RealPod listeners an exclusive offer, giving 35% off site-wide when you use the code RealPod. How awesome is that? 35% off the entire Cozy Earth website when you use code RealPod. So right now, head to CozyEarth.com and use code RealPod for 35% off site-wide. 35% off the entire Cozy Earth website when you use code REALPOD. So did you always know that he would make it to the NFL and this would be your lifestyle? Absolutely not. Out of college, like, what did you guys think? What was your game plan? So, I mean, when I first started dating him, we were 19. So we were sophomores in college. And I mean, yeah, he played football, but the amount of guys that actually make it to the NFL and like actually make it through a first year, it's so rare. I, I What was it? It's it was less like, than 1%. Yes. It's insane. So no, I didn't think he was going to go to the NFL, but I think like his senior year when he started talking to agencies and like sports agencies, all that, then I was like, oh, like this is actually happening. And then they were like, oh, he's going to get drafted. And I was like, oh, that's okay. This is okay. What's going on? And it kind of felt like surreal up until he did get drafted, and then he went to the Chargers. And this is a lifestyle that is not as, like, cookie-cutter dream as people think it is. It's so interesting, too. We talked about this before we got on mic, but Max, my husband, knows Isaac through the football world. And, I mean, there was a point in my life and Max's where, like, 
we thought the life you're living is the life we maybe would have lived. And it didn't work out that way for him. So it's like, what do you say when people look at your life and think that's perfect? That's what like the less than 1% get. And you should be so happy all the time. I, I think it's it's hard because sometimes I even struggle with that. Like, oh, I should be happy all the time. Like, why am I sad? Like, my husband has a great job. I have a great job. We both love what we do. I should never be sad. But at the end of the day, it's like everybody's situ- like if you're in your own situation, you can't tell somebody else like, oh, your situation isn't that bad because I'm in something worse. It's like comparison is like the devil. Like you can't compare your life that way. And I feel like I did for a while. But now I'm like, OK, why don't I use my platform to show people like the actual reality? And honestly, I've I've loved doing it because I feel like I'm able to be more vulnerable and actually show that like this NFL life isn't perfect. And there's like a lot of ups and downs. And maybe that might be some reasoning behind why I might be feeling this way. And what about your lifestyle or you do you feel is most often misunderstood? I feel like the biggest thing is definitely money. It's definitely like me being with my husband for money. I think that's misunderstood. I also think it's misunderstood that the NFL doesn't affect my life, which if you follow me on social media, you know that is absolutely not true. The NFL affects a lot of different parts of our life. Like even right now, it's off season. I feel like it still affects our life. Right. All the time. I'm grateful for it. And I sometimes I feel self-conscious talking about it. But I mean, this is my reality. Like nobody can tell me different. Right. And I think didn't you mention you had like a breakdown like last week because of just like have all the chaos? Oh, yeah. What was it? Saturday? Yeah, I literally. So we just moved back into our house here in California, which we haven't lived in since July because we were in Cleveland and then Vegas. And I had a breakdown because I was like, I don't feel like this is our home, but like we just bought this home and I, you want to like jump into off season because you, it's a short period of time. So you want to enjoy it. And then I was like, okay, all of my shit is packed into all these bags. Like literally all of my clothes are just in vacuum sealed bags, like our our washer's broken. I don't feel at home here. And it's like you have to jump from like routine in Cleveland to routine in California. And sometimes it just is a lot. Like people talk about moving like, oh, my God, I hate moving. I I move a lot. Yeah, it's stressful. And when you go to a new town, it's the element of like, do we we don't have a routine here. We don't have our I don't know my coffee shop here, my people like are you feeling lonely? How do you deal with that? Oh, my gosh. I've tried to perfect it. The The first four years my husband was in the league, he played for the Chargers all four years. And we never left because who doesn't want to live in Southern California? Like, it's incredible. So we stayed here all four years. We made friends outside of the NFL. In the NFL, it truly felt like home. And then when he went to the Colts, it was like, OK, you're plopped in this new city. My husband is trying to make new friends. I don't know my like right, left, like where's the nearest target? Like (laughs) where am I getting coffee? Like going and working out. And I feel like I kind of shut down when we went to the Colts because I was like, I don't know. I have a lot of social anxiety and also like putting myself out there can be tough. I'm usually not the friend to like reach out. Once we're friends, I'll reach out, but I'm not the person to initiate. So that was really hard. And yeah, it's just hard to jump into a routine when you don't know anybody. And it's like, it's just as easy as, oh, like go to workout class. It's like, I'm not making friends at a workout class. With the social anxiety, what is it that you think hinders you from feeling as comfortable or being as outgoing as like, you know, you could be? I think it's honestly just like perception of myself, like not feeling like I'm like good enough or cool enough or somebody actually wants to talk to me and then like leaving a conversation and thinking, oh, I like, what did I say? Like, uh, do they hate me? Right. You'd rather like avoid all that altogether. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because I never experienced anything like that until college because in high school I had some great friends and I like didn't have to 
think too much about it. And then in college, even in just like team environments, when you hear that girls are getting together and doing something. And I don't know, maybe you see like, I, I don't know, I'm just making an assumption here. Like the wives like are going to a dinner. These girls always sit next to each other. They're in this booth together. And it's like, it's like that clickiness all over again. Yeah, there's definitely clicks like team to team. But if you think of just like a group of, let's say a hundred women, a hundred women, like different clicks are going to be made no matter what, because different personalities mesh together. And I think like this year, I definitely realized that like, oh, like I'm, I wasn't invited to that dinner, but I'm like, wait, like, do I actually mesh with those girls? Like, why would I be affected if I'm not actually friends with them? Like, that shouldn't affect me. Right. So, yeah, I feel like there's I, I think that's something I've realized. But also it's hard to not compare yourself to like people in different tax brackets. Like certain women are going to drive around like G wagons and like all these beefed up vehicles and have these like 5000 square foot homes. And me and my husband are like living in this tiny little apartment and driving across the country instead of taking a private jet. There's definitely a comparison there. Right. Right. And do you have a lot of do you ha do you have good friends who like you go back with that like you rely on? And do you think that plays a role in not feeling the need to be a social? Because I sometimes will bank on like, oh, I have my girls, so I don't need to put myself out there. And then I'm like, wait, my girls don't even live here. And I have done nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like there's like a like, I have friends in wherever we live or I don't know next year. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But like in Cleveland, like I had a group of friends that I could text like, hey, do you want to grab drinks? Do you want to grab dinner? All of that. But then I also have that core group of friends that I can FaceTime and I won't feel lonely anymore. And it's crazy because a lot of those girls are actually other women in the NFL, but they're just on different teams. It's hard to talk about the things that you're going through when somebody doesn't know what you're going through. So having other women in the NFL be some of my best friends, it's like, oh, hey, like Isaac got cut today. And I can call up my friend who her husband has got cut before. And it's like they can like relate a lot more with you than somebody who doesn't know that. Totally. I think that's that makes so much sense. Like for anyone in a pocket of life is like having people who get it. You know, when I was a student athlete, my my best friend just she doesn't she doesn't live that life. So like, how can she know? Mm -hmm. I know that you guys have this really cute relationship online What's your relationship now with social media and knowing when you're picking up your phone to document something or you're living in the moment? I struggle with that all the time because similar to you, my content is a lot of lifestyle. It's a lot of this is on my brain. And then I'm like, okay, when do I put the phone away? When is this a moment that I remember in my mind? Like when is this core memory status and when is this I need a picture? Yeah, I think my husband and I were just talking about this the other day because I feel like social media, we, we've been on social media for like the past two years, but I feel like this off season is a little bit different. So we actually had a sit down talk and we were like, OK, Monday through Friday, we're working. If we want to go on a date night, we got to check with the other person that's OK to record and like whatever and like go on your phone during dinner and like set boundaries. Exactly. And like even Saturday or Sunday, it's like, OK, like let's make sure that we're doing things off camera as much as we're doing them on it, if not more, you know. Right. Gosh, it's so tough. And like, you know, it's precious. You want to protect it. I feel like I don't really talk about my relationship a ton. Like we have a very strong relationship. We've been together eight years and I'm not scared to like share any part of that. But I've definitely I, I've learned that I like privacy of of our relationship to a certain extent, as well as like other parts of my life that are private, like family and like our children one day. Like there is a level of like things I'm willing to share. It's it's funny because I'm like, I'm an open book. You can literally ask me anything. But if you ask me about like X, Y or Z, I don't know if I want to talk about it. Yeah. And I, I'm also in the same boat. If you can ask me anything and I might say, oh, I appreciate the question, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like I can handle my own in saying that response mm -hmm. and not feeling like you have to answer every question. Now, I know the sports world is harder on the mental health conversation. Both Max and I have been in therapy. We both struggle with anxiety. I've struggled with depression. 
have you been through anything similar? I have not been to therapy. I definitely want to go to therapy. And Isaac and I were even talking about going to couples therapy, not to like solve anything, but honestly, just like going through these transitions in life can be very stressful. And when things are happening in our life, it also can put stress on our relationship. So like a prime example is like us living in Cleveland, like Isaac would go to work every morning and come home. And then he'd be like, oh, I don't feel like going out. Like I was at work all day. Like, let's just make dinner here. And it's like having to have those conversations of, hey, I've been alone in the house all day. I want to go and have human interaction, <laughs> like those kind of things. Yeah. And I feel like even more so like me and my husband, like obviously live together. We work together. We have so many different businesses together. And one day we want to start a family. So I'm like, preparing your relationship for all these changes and even like fixing it now before there's actually a problem I feel like is such a healthy thing and it should never be like oh we're going to couples therapy like so scary it should be healthy it should be something that's like common yeah and it's preventative and Mm -hmm. also just like getting each other on the same page Max and I did we did like a really cool book it was called eight dates we just now you guys are married you've probably gotten through all these obstacles but it was like on trust and then it was on what kind of life do you want to live together and what's important to you Maxwell joke he's like I would be a great college football coach and I'm like yeah in another life because like I literally can't I can't do you know the life that you live now if he would have made it into the league that's one thing but Mm -hmm. if he's going to choose to coach and like start from the bottom of like volunteer coaching general like I can't, I couldn't do that. It's just like a lot of stress. It's funny that you say that because Isaac and I will like pull up like a Pinterest thing of like, oh, like 30 questions you should ask your like fiance before moving in together. And it's funny because we still do that today because I'm like, we still don't know each other like down to AT. Like we don't, we're not in the other person's head. And I feel like it's fun because in a relationship, you're constantly changing yourself. I mean, like you're constantly growing as a person. So I think it's always good to like have a like a check-in point. And I think it's fun when we, we do that at dinner often. And it's a lot of fun. Okay. We're going to take a quick break to talk about athletic greens. Now, look, I drink AG1 every single morning. So I am speaking from the most personal experience and genuinely being absolutely obsessed with AG1. Max and I take it every single morning. And I have a really special offer for RealPod listeners. So please listen up. With just one scoop of AG1 mixed with water, you can get the nutrients and gut health support that helps your whole body thrive. It covers all the nutritional bases. AG1 is made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and literally so much more. I am not someone who likes to have tons of different multivitamins and supplements and like all of these things going on. I just want it simple and I want it easy. And that's what AG1 is. It is way more than greens. It is all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more working together as one. Athletic Greens is giving RealPod listeners a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, not to mention the Athletic Greens Shaker. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash realpod. That's athleticgreens.com slash realpod. You will get everything you need, plus a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash realpod. Okay, you know I've been trying to cook more. So we have started using Every Plate. Every Plate is America's best value meal kit and the ultimate hack to save money on food. Meals are 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, so you can count on great value week after week, plus only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. 
So you can put that money you're saving on groceries towards anything you want. And not only are you saving money, but you're saving time. When you get every plate, you take back the clock with fewer trips to the grocery store and meals ready in 30 minutes or less. I don't know about you, but like going to the grocery store can sometimes feel like the literal bane of my existence. So the fact that I now don't have to go to the grocery store as often is amazing. Not to mention every plate provides such good and delicious food. And I am a food girly, so I love a good dinner. Dinner is my top meal of the day. There's 25 tasty and affordable recipes to choose from each week, so it's easy to find something for everyone. Plus, you can find delicious options all day long with up to 22 sides, snacks, desserts, and more. Max lets me handle ordering the every plate, and then I surprise him, and every time he is just blown away at how delicious the food is. The Dijon chicken sausage burgers, I mean, does that not sound juicy and zingy? It was all the above. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code realpod149. That's everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code realpod149 for just $1.49 per meal. You guys are together 24-7 because when he comes home, that's your person. But as you mentioned, throughout the day, like there's a lot of time to be by yourself. So what's your relationship with yourself like? Like, do you feel like you've done the inner work? Do you have things that you avoid or you know, like I'm not, I can't open this yet or have you opened everything? I feel like I'm still like learning. I, I feel like I do well being alone, but over long periods of time, like during the, like towards the end of a football season, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm ready to like have a friend or like I need to start doing something. And I think that's why this like this morning was so great for me because I was like, okay, I need to get into a routine. I need to leave the house. I need to like go and do stuff and just like push myself outside my comfort zone. Because if I don't, then I'm going to get lonely and depressed and it's not going to be fun for anybody. Right. And now that you're so mega on social media, you might feel this pressure, this responsibility, like always be posting. And then that comes up with more thoughts and judgment in your head. What's been like the hardest thing about the TikTok fame? Ooh, I feel like I'm kind of going through it right now. I feel like when we left Cleveland, I was very open about being kind of depressed there. And it's nothing on the city of Cleveland. Everyone's like, oh my God, Cleveland's so horrible. You had to leave. And I'm like, it's not the city. It's myself. It's like me exploring also like the fact that like my husband lost his job multiple times there. Like it was tough. And I feel like once we left there, I was like, okay, we're going to California. We're going to California. And then I get to California and I'm like, okay, like I'm still feeling like depressed and anxious. And like, I haven't posted a lot the past week and it makes me feel anxious because I'm like, oh my God, like, fuck, like I'm grateful for this, this platform. I'm grateful for all my followers. But it's like, sometimes you're in your own head and you're like, do people even like me? Dude, I feel that way. Like right now this week, I'm like, I'm like, no one wants to hear from me. I'm like, what the, like, why do people even care? Like I, I judge everything that I do and then I don't post. And then I'm like, I'm so behind. And now if I post something, it's going to be this big deal. It has to be great, mm-hmm. you know? And I even more so, like, I didn't really share us driving to California from Cleveland. Like, we literally also, like, I'll just break this down. The day after Christmas, Isaac got a call to go to the Raiders. He left two hours after he got the call. And then I had to go to Miami for a work trip. That was two days later. So I flew to Miami. I was there for 24 hours, flew to Vegas, stayed there for like six days. And then we flew to Cleveland. And the day of my birthday, I was packing up our entire house. We didn't have time to celebrate. And I'm like big on birthdays. I'm like, I love a good birthday, you know? I I just feel like it's like a day dedicated towards you. Anyways, so then the day after my birthday, we got in the car. We drove here. And once we were here, I was like, okay, 
great. I'm glad I didn't share any of that. So now when I talk about my struggles the past two weeks, everyone's like, what do you mean? You're in California. Right. And then isn't it weird that you're having human emotions and you're like, how do I make this content? Yes. How do I make this viral? And but I also think that that I love being an open book because I literally made a like I'm going to make a video today where I'm like, okay, I've been depressed. Like, let's talk about it. I'm also in California and like kind of bring people back up to speed. And sometimes even that makes me feel better because I'm like, okay, now these people know like my actual feelings and I feel like I can at least like move on from that. Yeah, it's looking at views is kind of crazy to me because I'm like, oh my God, this only got like 200,000 views. I'm like, what the, like, what am I thinking? That's disgusting. You know what? It's so funny. Like you're a page I look at and I'm like, everything she posts goes viral. Like everything she does is genius. Everything she does kills it. Like do not think that because sometimes like there are so many videos that I won't post. And then my husband will be like, post that. And he'll take my phone, post it. And it it gets like a million views. And I'm like, I don't want to say that. Like it's so easy to go viral, but it's like, sometimes you're just in your own head. Yes. And like there's perfectionism. Oh, absolutely. And so you feel like that gets in the way. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like if a video isn't perfect, I can't post it. And I feel like once you get to like a certain level, like all my videos have hit a million. So I'm like, oh, if this video doesn't like I, I should just quit. Right. Like, that's so toxic. So how do you like the thing about this lifestyle, too, is like there is no end. There is no max follower count that you can then put your phone down and be done. So it's like, how are you rationalizing that? Yeah, you're asking a great question. <laughs> I don't know I'm the like, answer. Mm. I'm like, help me. I feel but like no happiness isn't in it, right? But then we still want it. Exactly. It's crazy because I love social media. And I feel like if you would have told me three years ago, me working at my 14 hour a day job, if that I had two million followers right now, I would have looked you in the eyes and be like, oh my, like, are you kidding me? Like, you would have canceled everything and celebrated. Literally. Let's have a parade. And it's, it's crazy <laughs> because you're like, okay, at what level, like, do I measure this as successful? And I'm like, well, I think I, I think I am successful. Like, I definitely feel like I've achieved, like, the dream of, like, being on social media and, like, following my passion. What's next? Great question. I feel right. like that's a problem that everybody has. Yeah. Like, even in, like, nine to fives, like, you're like, okay, like, where do, I, am I actually happy doing this every single day for the rest of my life? It's definitely difficult. And like, I think whether it's followers or not, everyone needs money to survive. And that's something that doesn't have a max number. You can just keep earning, keep making, keep trying to do your next thing to make money. And so it's like, it's exhausting for sure. So you're currently in this funk. I relate to that on like an identity level. What are you doing to try to <laughs> try to get out of it? So the other day I was doing an ad for a company and it's hard to like work with, com like it's like, this is a dream company to work with. And when they come back with edits, you're like, oh, my God, I'm such a horrible creator. Like, I feel so bad that they picked me. Like, oh, my God, I'm super self-conscious. <laughs> I literally called my manager and I was sobbing and I was like, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I shouldn't have let you down. She's like, girly, it's like they just send edits and you redo it. That's that's standard. Yeah. <laughs> and so I literally was having a breakdown. I also feel like just like being on social media, sometimes you're like your own worst critic. And then my I like literally was sobbing in bed. My husband walks in the bedroom. He's like, what did I miss? Like, what's going on? And I feel like he this is why he's my best friend and like why he's like the the person for me. He was like, OK, get up. He was like, put on some clothes. Oh, I saw this video. Mm -hmm. He was like, put on some clothes. Like We're leaving. Like we literally went in, we went to like look at the water because we live in California. You can do that. And he was like, OK, let's have a, let's have a margarita. He was like, I don't care if we're doing dry January. You're having a margarita. And we sat there and he was like, let's just talk about 
whatever you want to talk about. And I was like, okay, I don't want to talk about social media. And he was like, okay, like, let's, you want to talk about that boat? How great would it be to own a boat? <laughs> and I feel like he like does such a good job of like pulling me out of things. And I don't want to rely on him for like whenever I'm anxious to just rely on him. But he definitely puts it in perspective. Like that's like, you can do that later. Like we right. can, let's be happy. Let's be in the moment. And I was like, okay, yeah, I just need to post a video tonight. And he's like, or don't like, or just don't. Right. And it's it's just crazy to think like you don't have to. Mm -hmm. It becomes this like addiction. And that's why I think we see a lot of big creators like eventually like take these massive breaks. And I like I admire that for them. <sighs> so I have I have struggled with body image issues and self-esteem. And oftentimes with social media, it's like you're posting your your face, you're posting your body. And like I'm sure you have people saying, I love your hair. I love your makeup. How do you do this? Like, has that affected your relationship with your self-image? Have you always been confident? Have you struggled with that at all? Oh, my God. I've never been confident. I, I really haven't. And I, I don't think I'll ever be at the point where I'm like, oh, my God, like, I would not change one thing about myself. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be there. I hope one day I am. I think that just growing up, I dealt with acne and I like cystic acne to the point where like my sister went to Accutane twice. And I, I feel like I struggled there. And then like also like when I was in middle school, like I was super, super, I was literally the tallest person up until like high school. Mm -hmm. And like I dealt with self-consciousness there where um, people are like, oh, you're a giraffe. I'm like, oh, great. And then, you know, you get to college and you're like, oh, I could be prettier. I could look better. And then you get to the NFL and you're like, oh, my God, like, oh, NFL, <laughs> NFL's top hottest wags. And you're like, oh, like top 100 didn't even make it in there. They nice. do those lists. Oh, people do it all the time. And I'm like, am I, is that all I'm good for is my looks? And so... I'm definitely I definitely deal with like self-consciousness and being on camera. It's like you look at your face 24 seven. You're like, oh, like that could that could change or that could change. But I don't know. I feel like everybody also deals with self-consciousness and like looking at some like a weird part of your body. You're like, why? Why is somebody self-conscious about like their ears? Like I would never right. look at their ears. I saw your video about I, my neck. Yes. Which I actually have to make you feel comfortable. I have a friend who has the same insecurity. So I sent it to her and I feel like she felt so comforted because we all pick out these little things. And I think it's funny because like, if I'm self-conscious, I want to talk about that in social media because I'm like somebody might be dealing with that, too. And yeah, it, it can be so much less like of a scary world if you know somebody else is going through the same shit. Right. A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. I was actually looking in the mirror the other day and I was like, are my ears at slightly different levels? Victoria, oh stop it. Like, why do we do that? You know? It's also like the reverse filter on TikTok when you could like do it. Oh. So it's like mirrored. <laughs> I had to do that for a brand the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so much uglier when people look at me. Like, I like the mirrored version. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm like too scared to put that filter on me. So do you think about the future and like where you want to go? Are you the kind of person who is go with the flow, try to live my life in the present? Or are you like, January 1, you know, you've been cranking out a list of all the things you want to accomplish this year. I think the NFL has taught me to be a live in the moment type of person. And I'm grateful for that because like, I feel like a few years ago, I would like, okay, here are my goals. Here's this. Here's that. I have to accomplish this, 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 and this. And I feel like I didn't really live in the moment. And that's when people are like, oh, like, why are you buying like a bunch of like, why are you buying a Raider shirt? Like your husband could not be with them. And I'm like, well, in this moment right now he is. So I don't really care about the future. And I feel like living in the present, I've been so much happier doing that because I don't have to like, I'm not like always looking towards the next thing. It's like the thing that's making me happy is right now. And I needed to live in that. I'm trying to do more of that. It's, <laughs> it's hard. That's like one of my goals for this year is like to recognize that I have the ability to be happy right now, mm -hmm. not with the next thing or when I get somewhere else. It is just so hard. And I feel like I've been stuck a lot in the comparison game. Like 
you know, it's and I used to pride myself on being like, I want everyone to succeed. And I do. But for some reason, I'm in this mindset where when I see someone's success, I feel so discouraged. Like, do you compare yourself to other people online? Absolutely. And it's stupid because I'm like, I'm never going to be that person. Like, what is the point of me comparing myself to that person? Like, for example, Alex are going super viral right now for her, like her get ready with me. And I made a get ready with me. And I was like, this isn't me. Like, why am I like, why am I jealous of this? And I think it's like going back to like, is her going to Dubai with Tart? Would that make me happy? I'm like, that would be fucking incredible. But I'm like, I don't know that I would want to go on a makeup trip. Like, that's just not me. Yeah. And so I think it's like you have to come back to yourself and you're like, what is important? And I, I feel like even like this is something great to do is like write out like what is important to you. And it's like if makeup isn't important to you, then you shouldn't be jealous of it. I mean, you can be. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I definitely will be in the future. But no, but I feel the same way about seeing that content because she seems so freaking cool. I love her videos. And I think she works her ass off. Underrated Absolutely. thing about Alex Earl, the amount of videos she's posting, editing, like girls freaking grinding. And I freaking respect it. As a creator, I see the success and I'm like, how, what did I not do to, to make that be me? What did I not do right to be in that position? Like, why aren't my video, like, you know, and so it's, it's a weird double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. It's nice to know I'm not alone in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, like, why do I like being on social media? I was thinking about this in the, in the car on the way here. And I was like, why do I love being on social media? And I was like, I, do, I don't think I'm an influencer. Like, I'm not trying to influence anybody to buy a product with. That's not my goal. I was like, I'm not really like I like creating content, but I wouldn't say that's me. And I was like, I feel like I'm an entertainer. Like if somebody can watch my video and like escape from their like reality, if they want to escape from something like if they watch my video and laugh like that makes me happy. Like that's I feel like that's me being successful. It's not like, oh, wow, like so many people are like reposting this video. Like I'm so happy about that. But like somebody DMing me and being like, wow, like I was really in a funk today. And like this message really spoke words to me. Like, thank mm -hmm. you so much for sharing. Like that makes me feel like that's what fuels me. I'm like, okay, I need to start like keep keep doing that then. Right. I think that's such a great perspective and it's grounding mm -hmm. because then you're not getting lost in like what other things could be. And I try to remind myself too, like I, I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's like I'm trying to convince myself, but if I had the opportunity to have Alex Earl's fame, I don't know if my best life is lived with that much fame. I always joke that I want to be enough that I, I don't want to be able to not go to the local grocery store. I don't want to have death threats. I don't, you know, and there's a level that you pass. And so I'm kind of like, how can I max where I'm at and not hit that? Because I don't know if that is the life that I want, mm -hmm. even though a vain part of me who's been told more, 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 more seeks it. It's funny, Isaac and I were literally just talking about this because we have been, like been in talks with like a few like different companies and like people are like, oh, you want to do a TV show? And Isaac and I were like, we're not doing reality TV. Like, absolutely not. Like, that's a, the level where it's like it starts affecting your kids. And I'm like, OK, I don't want like I'm choosing this for myself. I'm not choosing this for my kids like that. And that goes back to like my Isaac and I don't plan on showing our kids on social media. And I'm sure, though, yeah. I love that you're going to do that. Because yeah. you could milk the shit out of that if you wanted to. Oh, my God. Literally and figuratively. So many people already are like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see your baby and what it looks like. I'm like, that's weird. Like, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Like, yeah, like, I do know, like, Isaac and I are great looking people. We're going to make a great looking baby. But I'm like, dealing with all of, like, the comparison growing up, I would hate for my child to have to 
be put through that just because I'm I'm the mom. I thought that the other day when I saw North and like Chicago doing a video. Wait, and- I, is it the makeup one yes! or the edges? Yeah, I loved it. It's so precious. But like when they're 25, are they going to be like, mom, why did you let me post this video of me when I was, I don't know, like how I'd feel if my young videos are out there. So you're, you're thinking your plan is like just not to involve them. Yeah, I know for a, I'm sure like maybe their face gets slipped up or like maybe I post a picture, but like I will never do an ad for my child. Now, if I want to do an ad for diapers and my child's not in the video, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not going to exploit like my kid or like talk about like, oh, her first period on YouTube. Like that's disgusting. Like that's, it's like you're like, why don't you go out and you work and you do the ad and not involve your child? Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea to build a brand that is based around your children. Like Mm -hmm. you need to be able to be successful without that. I will talk about my experience, my motherhood journey, my pregnancy, my hormones, but I'm not going to be documenting my kid in the bathtub or like making my kid the the reason that my videos are successful. Exactly. And I, I definitely like, like me growing up, like I always saw my mom with like a camera or a camcorder. So like there's definitely, I still want to record their life. I'm just like, what is the point of sharing their life with social media? Like I just, I don't know. I feel like that'll just create so many problems with like self-perception and going to school and people are like, oh, like I saw your video of you in the bath. Like that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's going to be so refreshing when you do do that because mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to be one of the first major creators who do choose to do that. I follow Bobby, Bobby Atloff, and she does not show her kids at all. She like pretends that her kid's name is Concrete. Or maybe it is. We don't know. But I'm like, I respect that so much because she can like that's her job. It shouldn't be her child's job to make money for the family. I, I'm sure some creators might. But I'm like, are you putting all that money away for your child? Like if you're making a video of only your child, is that ad money going just to them? Yeah, because they're doing the video, not you. Yeah. And so, yeah, I it's funny because I don't think I've ever said that out loud that we're not going to show our child on or like share a child with sh- social media. But Yeah. We were talking about what is like next for you. You said you're living in the moment. Kids maybe down the road. How do you feel about all of the, I think, like popularity and the people who might use you or now have bad intentions? Like, how are you navigating genuine relationships and people who come up to you now at these games or want to be your friend? I feel like, honestly, I don't feel like I'm being used by anybody. It's funny. I was talking to my best friend the other day because she's on social media. Her boyfriend is in the NFL as well. And I was like, you know what? If you ever want to use me, you can. Like, if you ever like want me to like give you ideas or like if you ever want to, which sounds that sounds so like shallow of me to say like, oh, like, yeah, I can make you go viral. No, I can't do that. But I don't take it that way. I think it is you as like, hey, I have such a passion for this. And if you're ever in a brain funk, like I'd love to look at your page and give you some inspiration. See, that's what I was meaning to say, but it comes out like, oh, if you ever want to use me. No, I received it that way, though. Okay, okay, perfect. (laughs) But I I looked at her the other day. I was like, if you ever want to like use me, feel free to. Because I think that I'm in a situation where I'm like, if I'm eating, I want my friends to eat. I want my family to eat. Like I want everybody else like around me that I care about to like also be like living their dream lives as well. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I don't really think like the the only thing I think is like weird is like I feel some, some sometimes self-conscious about going to NFL teams that my husband is like newly signed with, like with the Raiders. I was like, oh, everyone's going to think that I think I'm hot shit. And that makes me super self-conscious because I'm like, I would never want someone to look at like my follower account and be like, oh, she's probably really stuck up or she thinks she's too cool. Yeah, like yeah. I definitely like I promise you, I don't think I'm cool. I, I actually think them weird as shit. <laughs> Wait. People are probably looking at my video. Like I think like going into like going to the radar, I was like, 
oh my God, all these people have probably seen these videos of me crying. Like, great. Like, oh I, my God. Yeah. That's funny you say that because I feel the same way. I feel like I'm always saying like, I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And to the point where I'm like, Victoria, actually, you should stop shitting on yourself that much. <laughs> it's like, I want to be so far from ego that I like go to a place of like, actually like dissing myself. <laughs> yeah. And also it goes back to like, you know, like the, like the earlier on YouTubers are like, they used to get bullied and like they would just be making videos in their bedroom. Everyone's like, oh my God, that's weird until they're successful. And people are like, oh my God, I love that. Right. I still have that vibe when I go to like a fo- at my husband's football game. I'm like, oh, I have to record, like I want to record this video and I'm like trying to do it secretly. So I'm like not embarrassed. I'm like, yeah. if I literally hold the phone out, nobody behind me is going to care unless they're like, oh, I don't want to be in the video. Also, everyone knows you ball out and that's your thing and that's your job now. So it's like, I always just remind myself, this is my job. And if you knew, what this is going to do, you would do it too. Right. You would do it too for a check. <laughs> you, would, you would do it too. And yeah, I agree. I would never want, I know I would never want another wife on a team to like, like they share drama with me and think that I was ever going to post it. Nobody else's business is ever going to go on my social media Got unless it. I'm like, oh, that I want to talk about that. Like, can I? Yeah. My, my tea is my tea and I'll talk about that. But I'm like, if you're, you want to share something with me, like that's not going to. I think that's really healthy. This goes back to how you said that your relationship, your family, Isaac, is privacy to you. Yeah. I think that that boundary is super, like we can be raw, authentic, talk about our periods and when we cry, mm-hmm. but it's someone else's that it's like they didn't choose this life. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not really like, I'm not into drama. I'm like, you can like try and like poke and prod and be like, oh, she's not following so and so. It's like you can try, but I'm never going to talk about drama. I'm like, my, I don't, I don't really care that much. And guys. then in your real life, are you also? I don't care. Are you confrontational? Do you hate confrontation? Oh my god, I hate confrontation. Really, to the point where, oh my gosh, my old job in LA, I worked for a staging company, and these, oh my god, these real estate agents would bitch me out. So I was a, the stager. And they would bitch me out like literally the day I quit. Somebody was like, you're a fucking horrible designer. What do you think you're doing? Like who, like who, like where'd you go to school? And I was like, okay. I was like, I quit. (laughs) Like I literally started crying and I hate confrontation. And I feel like after that job, I like hate answering the phone. I hate responding to text messages. Like I get super self-conscious and I also hate disappointing people. And yeah, I don't deal like my husband. Sometimes if a unknown caller is calling, calling me, I'll have my husband answer it. Like, why? Because you have that much anxiousness about. Yeah. Wow. I'm Uh so the opposite. I'm like, I don't want to say I live for confrontation because I also don't like drama. I don't like to cause problems. But no, if someone hurts me or bothers me, like I'll say something. Oh, no, I'll just cry. Oh, my gosh. Or like I would I I definitely have had moments where in the moment if someone was yelling at me like that, I'd maybe be like (gasps) speechless. And then the next day I'd be like, what's your number? I'm going to give you a call back because I have some thoughts. I slept on it. That's funny. I feel like the only time I get confrontational on purpose is if somebody is dissing one of like my friends or family. I'm like, I'm the only person that can do that to them. Like, don't you dare. So yeah. And I definitely get confrontational with like family and friends and like Isaac, but it's never like I, I won't go out of my way to be confrontational. Also, if somebody's being rude to me on the street, I'm like, all right, like, I'll pray for you. Like, have a good day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's all you can say. Well, thank you so much. This has been so fun. I feel like we went all over the place and it's so cool getting to know you. I feel like I know you from social media. So does everyone else. But you're just as authentic in real life and oh, I love down to that. earth. So thank you, Allie, for coming on RealPod. Uh, thank you so much. I had so much fun. And it's funny because I'm probably going to walk away and be like, she didn't actually mean that. No, I do mean it. I know. If anything, I'm going to leave like, oh, my God, did she regret doing this podcast with me? Did she <laughs> think that I was weird? Was I acting weird? Isn't it crazy how we all do that? I'm like, how is the time up? Like, I swear I just got here. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.